0: If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their Ginger Lime Mule and Grapefruit Paloma, which happen to be my favorites. You can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecesscom autocall MAFS.
1: You guys know I don't drink very much. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid. And this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast.
0: Hi, everyone. Hi, Aid. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. I'm good. Not understanding what the weather is doing, but I'm good.
1: It is <laughs> spring. I expected winter. Sometimes <laughs> I feel like, you know how people are like, oh, the most boring topic in the world is the weather. No, it really isn't. Like, it's very
0: important to our lives, to our moods, to our outdoor walks, to our outdoor activities. It is. I ventured out yesterday, and the wind was treacherous. That's the only way to describe it. It it was treacherous. We were watching people fighting against the wind. My husband and I were just sitting in the car trying to contemplate, do we get out? Do we not? It was terrible.
1: (laughs) I am... So on my patio furniture, I have a patio furniture cover and it has these little like snaps so you can snap the cover to the furniture. And so far I hadn't used it. But for some reason, when I covered it last time, I was like, let me just make sure the the cover is firmly attached to the furniture. And then when it was windy yesterday, I was like, see, thank goodness you did that. This cover would have flown away.
0: It really would have. It really would have. Hope everybody held their wigs on tight yesterday.
1: <laughs> and for <laughs> those of you, I know some people got like snow and stuff yesterday. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your spring snow. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So for Married for Side, first off, we want to give a shout out to some of our patrons. CO, Megan with an H, Amy and Raven. Thank you so much for being our patrons on Patreon. And this week on Patreon, we just dropped an episode... Covering the 90 Day Fiancé tell-all and the rest of the season, y'all can go back and listen to what our initial thoughts were on 90 Day Fiancé. Um, we did an episode that's on your regular podcast feed, um, but the latest episode we did where we covered the tell-all is on our Patreon, and as always, you can find our Patreon at patreon.com slash altar M-A-F-S. That's right. So, Tane, what happened in previous couple land this week?
0: Well, as you guys know, Couples Cam is on hiatus, and they are coming back in June. I'm not quite sure if that's going to coincide with the new season of MAPS. Kind of hoping it's a little longer. I feel like we need more time to recover from this season, so fingers crossed. But in other Couples Land, or previous Couples Land, Tristan from the Dallas season and Greg, beloved Greg, from the Charlotte season... They had a live together on Instagram just talking about what it's like to be new fathers and being fathers to uh, boys that are in that are minorities. So I thought that was interesting. I didn't have a chance to watch it, but that was pretty cool.
1: That is cool. Of all the people I expect to talk to each other.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Although, you know, I think they
1: both own educational centers.
0: So that, yeah, they
1: also have that in common.
0: Yeah, and then they're one of the few that have boys. A lot of people have had girls.
1: Oh, that is also true, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. And Sonia from the Miami season, she did an ask, uh, well, a kind of poll asking people if they would date outside their race, and everyone was giving their answers. And then someone asked her, would you date someone outside your race? And she posted a picture of herself with a man but his face covered up with a big heart. So I am assuming that she's dating outside her race, but I think that is the pattern with the ladies. We've mentioned how Taylor also covers the face of the man that she's dating and she had mentioned she put up a meme of someone talking about someone that was engaged and still had, you know, the face of their significant other covered and she says that's me, um Mika and that that's us like a joke so I guess you know the running joke is like the internets and the interwebs are so mean that they are never going to share the significant others (laughs) not a bad good for them to be honest (laughs) good for them and also lastly for anyone who would like to work for Woody Woody is looking for any good agents, managers and assistants and he would like for them to dm him and I think it's a terrible idea to find people through social media <laughs> i was like those are three <laughs> separate jobs
1: that require like a manager and an assistant are not the same I <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> the job descriptions <laughs> the skill set the pay they're not the same
0: yeah but i still stand by the fact that i just have a feeling that they're gonna leave new orleans i don't know i don't know why i have that feeling like they're not there for long and believe it or not they are still posting the munaluchi bullshit <laughs> so oh, okay. good thing okay okay this is why I'm here this is what I wanted to share with you lovely people because I love you so much aid you know put me onto the fact on a reddit post that was talking about Jamie and Doug's podcast and in this episode she accused him or was thinking that she thinks that he cheats on her you know because I love the people because I serve the people and you know y'all know how I feel about Jamie I still went ahead and I watched this episode I mean I listened to this episode and Man, I gotta tell you, I don't I don't think Jamie's okay, guys. And I'm not even being mean. I'm just... I don't think she's in a good headspace. And I know she's mining this as her angle on social media. But I think she needs to take a break from social media and take care of herself. I'll give you a rundown of the episode. The episode was mainly to talk about... For those who don't know, the their podcast is called Hot, Hot Marriage, Cool Parents. And... The whole episode is about a psychic who comes to her and she hyped up this, hi- this psychic, telling her how she knew things that nobody could ever know. Um, spoiler alert, things like, you weren't attracted to your husband in the beginning. I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> there was a whole TV series. Okay. Not only was there a TV oh, okay. series, in the seven years or however long it's been since you appeared on that TV series, you have never once missed an opportunity to remind us. I- okay, the psychic knows things that we never knew. Yes
0: kept saying like there were just things, like how would he ever know? But going back to the premise, it was just like her saying, like, you know, ever since you know she's had the children. Yeah, hot marriage, cool parents. Sorry, I was trying to verify that I said the right thing. But she's going back that she's always thought and always concerned that Doug is cheating on her because she had said so many times that, you know, she was so scared after her miscarriage and they didn't have sex for nine months and she doesn't look the same anymore. And the whole episode was just Doug just reassuring her. And I'm like, I can't imagine. This is just a one hour episode and all I'm hearing is reassurance and I'm tired. I can't imagine seven years of that. And he's just saying, because I love you, I've never thought about cheating. She had this whole thing of how she saw a mask in the car, and it was the their nanny's mask, and it's like, why is, your, why is the nanny's mask in the car? I, I'm just like, you know, thinking logically, taking care of the kids, it fell off in the car. I, you know, she just goes all the way there, and then, you know, at some point, she believed the psychic, but the psychic was saying things that weren't, like, so mind-blowing, like, when you were young, it's probably you feel insecure because of the many times you had to move or your mom wasn't, your dad wasn't there. And at some point the psychic said, you were, were you kidnapped when you were young? And Jamie's like, no, I wasn't. She was like, no, okay, okay. But were you moving from home to home? What a reach. But, but what it's mean? all publicly available information. <laughs> you
1: could Google Jamie Otis, you can find out that she had a very unstable childhood where she yeah. moved a lot. But
0: yeah. So did the psychic say that Doug was cheating on her? No, the psychic said that no, that he loves you very much, that you just need to trust him. But the funny part was that when she said you moved a lot, she said at some point, like, this man, that you're lucky, that one of them wanted to assault you, that even one you kicked them in the balls at 12. Jamie's like, no, I didn't. And then she just said, no, 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 you escaped. You went away, and she just kept going. But what does the psychic think- have to do with Doug cheating? Well, she asked him, she kept, she kept, prodding her to say what do you know about my marriage and the psychic just kept saying like you know doug is scared of you like he doesn't want to you know upset you because you keep thinking these things and it's like your insecurity and she goes do you know the reason i know the reason but do you know the reason she kept trying to prod her then she just flat out asked her like is he cheating on me he goes no that he's flirty and that he went to a party with some girl i don't know what it was just all over the place but then jamie said she felt better because the psychic confirmed the psychic said they were soulmates so they're not going anywhere and Doug was like I mean I don't believe afterwards when he came on he's like I don't believe most of it but the part about being scared of you I think that's true because you know you're just in your moods and she's like see I don't like that why would you want to be with someone that sounds so unlovable and then my biggest sadness and fear is that you don't want to hang with me and then this is her you have you keep you have your airpods in your ear all the time 24 7 listening to howard stern and doug was like okay anyways we have jenner on next week on our podcast (laughs) (laughs) i promise you (laughs) because it was just so crazy and then i go on her social media and then she's talking about how he went shopping grocery shopping for four hours and told her that he followed someone to charge their phone which does sound some kind of suspect but i don't know but it's just you know Whatever I don't even know if it's going true.
1: on. It doesn't belong on a podcast.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And I don't even know if it's true or if it's just content because she's really milking it and I see she hashtags 7 years, she referenced the 7 year itch and all that, but I don't know. It was uncomfortable to to listen to. I'll say that much. It just felt like this is not okay. Like don't stick to I'm being real and I'm being open. She kept saying I was so scared to share with you guys because I know the comments that are coming but my problem with Jamie is like she her angle is that she's genuine but it always comes of disingenuous and I don't think she knows where the line is between reality and content mining so that was that.
1: Oh that's sad
0: because yeah. oh I'm so scared to share it with you guys but then you shared
1: it and every time you share these things like yeah. you are pretty I, I You are
0: putting your marriage in danger danger, for content. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What do you keep to yourself? What is sacred? What is between you guys? Like you're trying to do it to help other people, but what are you doing to help yourself? So, I mean, I know it's their paycheck, but I mean, I think you can afford to take a break and just reset. So, yeah. So um, that was it on previous couples. So you hit us with the current couples and what happened on Unfiltered this week. All unfiltered.
1: It was Clara, Jake, and Pastor Cal. I did not like Clara's dress at all. They talk about Jacob, Haley, and the letter. And Jamie was like, your letter was really short. Anything you want to add? And Clara kind of pipes in and she's like, the day we had that exercise, it's not natural for her and, and Ryan, it was not natural to delve into these deep conversations at the drop of a hat. So Clara, I think, was trying to say, sometimes production makes you do these things and you're not in the mood to do them. Um, and Jake said he could have expanded more. He talked about why the football quitting thing, and it was actually a nice story. In seventh grade, he almost quit football, but then he didn't, and he's so glad that he didn't. So then <laughs> then they showed Jake and Haley at the batting cages, and they showed that conversation about the helmet and the divaness. and it, honestly, it wasn't that interesting. Uh, Jake did say if he wasn't feeling any closer to her after that, but it, he chalked it up as a W because they didn't fight. And then poor Pastor Cal or someone, it was either Pastor Cal or Jamie who didn't know what a W was and had to be explained that it means win. Um, they talked, mm-hmm. then they showed Jacob Putt Putt. And they talked about the shorts, and Pastor Cal learned what shorts were. Pastor Cal says that he loves that they're opening up and showing their histories. It can only help their relationship grow. I'm like, you're full of shit. Anybody watching this knows that this relationship is over. Know about a pu- putting and them not fighting is relationship growth. But it's like the experts are ha- like, you know, a ventriloquist. Like they have the lines that they're going to spit out no matter what. <laughs> they show Eric and Virginia and the conversations about sleepovers. And it's very funny because Clara says there's stubbornness on both sides and there's like not a willingness to compromise Clara will repeat things about both sides, but then when she actually talks, she's usually on Eric's side. I feel like she feels like she has to say both sides because Bridging is her girl, but
0: <laughs> she doesn't really believe it in these situations that are coming up. Um, I, 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 Clara always has to look when she's in Virginia like, Girl, you ain't ready. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jamie asked Jake about the sleepovers with Haley. Um, like would he be okay with that with Haley and he says it depends on the situation but it is normal to not want sleepovers and he says that the sleepovers are really not about sleepovers this is like just a root issue in their marriage about communication about commitment about other things Um, and Pastor Cal says someone has to give in and you have to decide how important this issue is to your marriage. Like, is sleepovers what you want your marriage to die over is kind of what Pastor Cal is saying, which is an interesting perspective um, <laughs> for both of them. Like, who who wants to decide, you know? Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, we, the audience, have been saying now, like, is this the hill you really want to die on? Like, you just want to spend the night at your friend's house so bad? The flip side of that is, Eric, is this
1: really the hill you want to die on? You want to stop your wife from spending the night at someone's house when she's insistent upon it? I oh, mean, yeah.
0: we're-, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're team Eric, but you know,
0: oh. I, I think I think for Eric, oh god, I don't feel, I don't want to feel like I'm support. I am supporting Eric, but for him, it's like if I don't die on this hill, what else comes afterwards? The <laughs> <I> thing <laughs> is, his mindset. That's not a
1: good approach. <laughs> Treating everything like it's a death match just because it might be the one, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: So they do a little thing about Clara and Ryan and their letter, but honestly, it wasn't that. They didn't say anything too interesting. They then flash back to Bennett and the Pokemon card, which was so, I'm like, (laughs) do they listen to this show? Because like, you only brought it up last week. (laughs) That is funny. And then they had a whole discussion about it. And um, Jake said like, the cost is just too high. <laughs> As in like both Jake and Ryan both kind of were like no regrets in their letters. And so Jake was just comparing it, like, yeah, you can live that no regrets life, but apparently that Pokemon card was so expensive it was just <laughs> it was just too high. <laughs> so they ended on bracelet gate. That's what I'm calling it. <sighs> um Jacob said. I bought the bracelet for my wife not to have it at her house. I assume her meant her mom. Um, he said he thought it was tacky, that she never acknowledged the gift. Clearly, she never liked it. He then said, I could have returned it, and we could have used the money to jump out of a plane or whatever. I was, gonna suggest- <laughs> <laughs> I was going to suggest it, but then we got into another fight. She's acting like the hot ha- asshole, and I don't think I am. He, then said, Jamie- that? he said that. Oh. Jamie asks if he wants the bracelet back and he said he does want it back because she doesn't, she hasn't acknowledged it. Now once again, Clara pipes in with, I see both sides, but then she says gifts are her love language. And if she gave a gift and it was totally neglected, that would hurt her feelings. I was like, so you don't see both sides, <laughs> You're team Jake, but Haley's your girl just the same way. Virginia's your girl
0: yep I'm Switzerland up in this bitch you ain't gonna catch me slipping
1: (laughs) (laughs) and Pastor Cal said it was never about the bracelet you were making a gesture and you wanted her to appreciate it it wasn't about the gift it was about rejecting you Yeah. and then Jamie's like oh do you regret how you handled it and he's like no I (laughs) think I was fine
0: maybe she feels
1: differently but I don't know
0: and you're like, Jake used to dress like a Viking and be like, I regret nothing.
1: <laughs> so that was unfiltered.
0: All right. Now, countdown, guys. We're in it. We have, I think we found out that there's two more episodes. We have seven more days until Decision Day, and yet Lifetime is stretching it out to what? Two episodes? Three episodes? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I heard
1: Decision Day is May 12th, which is two more episodes three more episodes I can't count (laughs) I'm sorry guys (sighs) decision day is May 12th then we have two more episodes until decision day but Tane told me that we have some sort of like another lifetime special in -hmm. one of those weeks so we have one episode of these two people saying the same stuff to each other to us then a special episode and then decision day
0: we only hope. We're going to wake up one day, they're going to put another special, and they extend it till June. So. I have looked at the
1: ratings. For the precious 18 to 49 share, they're basically holding steady. But for their raw numbers, they're really good this season. They are up from last season consistently.
0: I wonder what the difference is between when Chris and Paige were around and now.
1: Honestly, there has not been a drop-off. Looking at the numbers, they're they're holding steady even without Chris and Paige.
0: Also, that makes sense. If you went through the whole Chris and Paige drama, you might as well stick it out to the end. <laughs> <laughs> There's <laughs> plenty of entertainment to be had here with the rest of them. <laughs> Just switch dumpster fires. Pick Eric and Virginia or Haley and Jacob. Just switch <laughs> trades. But okay. All right, cool. Are we ready for our current couple? We are. Although,
1: looking at the previews, I think Clara is going to win Decision Day fashions. We'll see what everybody's wearing. But the the thing about decision day is when you pick your dress, you have to remember you're going to be sitting in it. So sometimes they look really good walking in, but you're sitting down might just be average. But I saw Clara sitting down and I was like, that's a nice dress, Clara. So we'll see what everybody else does.
0: Okay. Looking forward to that. I just remembered how you did not like Amani's look last year. And I was like, what? I thought it was cute. I did not like Amani's look at the reunion ah not decision day okay that's true that's true you're right you're right oh yeah olivia looked really good at decision day last year Was that yes. green dress
1: okay it's usually the people who know that they're gonna show up and say no they go to dress barn or whatever they go and they find a nice dress they're like if i'm gonna be told like no i don't want to be married to you i'm gonna look dang good while i'm lo- doing it remember mika
0: no i do not It's <laughs>
1: <laughs> she, had, she looked really good on decision day. Anyway, this, this, <laughs> <laughs> so, so we can all be guaranteed that Haley's going to show up, hopefully, in something very, very nice. Because she knows that we're all showing up for here, her, her, both her and Jacob say no. But in the meantime, <laughs> this episode, we start with Haley and Jacob and her, her mom overnighted the
0: bracelet. And she just hands it back to him as rudely as possible. So, Aid, I think you answered the question in unfiltered because I was going to ask because she said she claims that he asked for it back. And I don't think he did. But based on what you just gave to us in unfiltered, I guess he did. I don't we think see that. he
1: asked for it back directly. I think she decided to give it back to him after the argument. I don't think Jake ever said, give me back the bracelet. She, she just said, said he like wanted that. her to wear it or he wanted it
0: in the apartment. And then she's she... like, well. No, I was just like, yeah, because that's what I thought, too. Like, in just, like, with the whole circumstance and stuff, like, it's like, give me back my, just take your bracelet back. But she actually explicitly said he asked for his bracelet, and so I got his break- bracelet back. And I'm like, uh, I don't think he did.
1: I think also when he gave her back the Alabama hat, that was an indirect, <laughs> I want my bracelet back. Okay. <laughs> and I still think it was very rude for him to give her back her that hat. I mean.
0: It was. It, they're just being childish at this point.
1: <sighs> I think Haley in an interview says, if you're going to buy a gift, be willing to give it regardless of the outcome, which is true. This is married at first sight. You knew it might not work out. If you weren't willing to burn $800, then you shouldn't have spent $800 on the gift. And then she says she would have never worn it anyway. Because <laughs> these two, like you said, they're childish. Wow. So they're getting ready to go on the retreat. It's a five-hour drive, and they inform us that they're driving separately. Because they can't stand each other.
0: It's like rock bottom.
1: <clears throat> We're excavating at this point. They just hate each other. They're <laughs> just here for our entertainment as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> so Jake walks in the house. He says, hello, no one's there. He's hungry, maybe even hangry. So he makes some eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Haley walks in and is like, what are you doing? She sees him there at the table eating his eggs by himself. And she's like, we're supposed to cook dinner for everyone tonight. And he says, she seems very upset by my eggs. <laughs> and <laughs> he's like, well, no one was here. And I thought we were cooking dinner tomorrow. There were eight eggs, viewers, eight eggs this man ate for dinner. And she just said, screw it. I'm going to cook by myself, which... Then she admits to us that she knew she was going to have to cook by herself, but then she wanted to complain about him not helping. Um, Everyone else, you know, people trickle in one by one. They ask where Jake is because these two can't, despite the fact that this house looks very large, they even just, they need to be in separate corners of the house. (laughs) So she says, you can go find him. (laughs) So Brianna and Vincent arrive. Haley complains to the friends, like, I cooked alone tonight. He's not helping me. And then she she didn't expect him to help. And it's like, wait This is this passive-aggressive stuff that these two will be on for the entire, not even 48 hours that they are at this retreat. Yep. Um, For dinner, she made, like, pasta, meatballs, and bread. I mean, it's a nice dinner, but it's very basic. (laughs) I didn't even see the dinner. I didn't even notice. (laughs) I saw her cutting the garlic bread, and I'm like, that's, like, I mean, it's a nice dinner. Maybe because it's not salmon and asparagus, which is the standard... Yeah. Married at first sight dinner. Maybe that's
0: why I was like, "What's the standard couple dinner?" But this is a group, so
1: <laughs> so they all sit down for dinner, and you know things are going to go terribly because when it reminds me of Henry and Christina when the couple is not sitting next to each other at the dinner. <laughs> um, Claire and Ryan do not arrive yet, but the couples are like Brianna and Vincent are sitting next to each other, Eric and Virginia are sitting next to each other, Haley and Jacob are nowhere near each other. <laughs> So they sit down and they have these, you know, producer driven conversations and Brianna and Vincent talk about learning things about themselves. And then Jake is like, he's a little word salad. Oh, he didn't really learn anything holistically. And Bree is like, you didn't learn anything about yourself. And he starts talking about how he's patient then Haley starts talking about, we don't think about the outside. I actually had no idea what they were saying.
0: I but... had no idea. <laughs> I had no idea. She was like, we think about the outside and not the inside. And I was like, what? I'm too tired anyway. So, yeah.
1: And then he gets snippy with her and he's like, if you want to tell me what I learned. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, Eric and Brianna and Vincent and Virginia, they're just all like, oh, Lord. <laughs> Eric told us in
0: an interview, he's like, I knew it was bad, but I didn't realize it was like that. (laughs) I mean, but to be fair, Haley's trying to get her high horse about things she allegedly learned, but she didn't tell us anything that she actually learned. (laughs) Just more word salad. More word salad, yeah. Therapy and the idea of
1: therapy and sort of like psychology. I don't think people realize how much it has like invaded our normal everyday conversations. Like, people now know how to speak in therapy speak, is what yeah. I like to call it.
0: Yeah. Now everybody wants
1: to talk about boundaries and narcissists. Yeah. and, But it's, it's
0: painful because we're all amateurs who try to sound like experts. <laughs> yeah, I absolutely agree, A, because it's, like, permeated its way into our everyday lives now. Like, even when things are going rough, everyone's like, have you gone to therapy? Have you spoken to someone? But they forget that it involves actually doing the work not just going and throwing out buzzwords. So I agree completely.
1: And that's what this conversation sounded like. So Haley says she learned about communications and herself. (laughs) And Jake said, this has been one long, bad first date.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jake was not about that life that night. The eggs didn't do its work, man. (laughs) Brianna is just
1: wonderful. So she's sitting there in an interview and she says, Everyone has learned something about themselves except Jake. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he said. That's what he meant. He said what he said. (laughs) He was Um, a big baby this episode, I I gotta say. (laughs) Bree thinks he has learned something, but he's so shut down, he doesn't want to say anything positive about the experience. And she is 100% right. (laughs) Haley and Jacob are the worst. Because next, Haley is like, this has been 95% challenging. And Jake is like, well, it's been 97%. (laughs)
0: <laughs> they just want to one up each other <laughs> in terribleness. Oh my god! And the irony, because she just five seconds ago told us that she learned how to communicate, but here she is going in a word match back and forth. ah, so. uh,
1: um, and and Jake says, "Well, we had those three days." Some, I'm like, has he counted that it's been a hundred days? I don't think it's been a hundred days, so I don't know how he came up with these percentages. <laughs> And she says, well, you weren't on my end those three days. And he says he wasn't fake. And she said I was trying and it felt uncomfortable. I wouldn't say I was fake. Mind you, this whole conversation is happening with everybody else looking on like, just, <laughs> Lord, save us.
0: <laughs> and you know it's bad. You know, you know, couples who argue in public, that's how you know it's that bad. When you don't care who is how much of an ass you look like and you don't care what they hear or what people are observing your foolishness. Uh, and then she kind of like mocks him and
1: Virginia of all people is like don't mimic and he (laughs) says it's very mature and then Eric I loved Eric in this moment because sometimes I'm Eric and Eric just goes awkward it's like (laughs) someone used to call a spade a spade yeah yeah um, and then there's a like we take a little break from the Haley Jacob hate show for Virginia to talk about how you can love someone and not like them all the time and waking up every day with the commitment to love that person. And Eric says, you got to be patient with this one. And then he goes back to the childhoods and it's like, oh my gosh. And then he says he wants to be her number one person. He's not yet. And it's hard for him to accept that. A little, little Eric and Virginia aside to make sure that we understand that Haley and Jacob are the only <laughs> nightmare <laughs> we have here. <sighs> so then they go and play this group game, mapsology. It's fun. It's nice. Hayley and Jake won, because they do apparently listen to each other.
0: It's too late, though. (laughs) Do you know what Harambe means? Oh, Harambe? (laughs) Honestly,
1: this Harambe thing really pisses me off. I cannot remember the city. Why do I want to say somewhere in Ohio? There was a zoo, and a child fell into the gorilla enclosure while he was visiting the zoo. And so they killed the gorilla to save the child and it became this huge like internet meme it's not funny like i'm not an animal person but the underlying joke of harambe is like how sad it is we killed a virginia instead of saving a child and i don't find the humor in it but (laughs) honestly it's very like on brand reddit uh how do i put this nicely online internet humor but it's not funny oh
0: That's not where I was going. It's a Swahili word that means working (laughs) together.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But I know what Jacob meant for it, though.
0: No, I think he meant working together because team. They were going in teams, naming. Okay. (laughs) I've seen him with his Save Rambe t-shirts. Oh, okay. I just thought he was being clever. Like, he meant that, but because they were working in teams and names, he just put working together. Because that's what it literally means.
1: So I think I think either could be correct, but I'm like Jake looking up Swahili words. I don't know about that.
0: I mean, it's not looking up because it's as popular, well, almost as popular as like Hakuna Matata. You don't have to look it up, but you know what that is. Okay, that's fair. I guess it's 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 huge expectation to think he won't be petty, but I just thought he was being a play on words and calling a truce. Like, okay, it's a team. Let's go Harambe. But you're right. You're right. He's. More about the save Harambe. So in that case, it's not funny. <laughs> it's not. But there was no way they weren't going to win. Haley is competitive. She doesn't care what it is. She has to win. It's very funny how competitive Haley is. It is, and it reminded me of Karen and Miles who won last year, and we thought there was no hope, <laughs> which just makes makes me think that. You know, there might be a chance with Haley and Jacob they just can't get out of their own way. No, 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 not now, not currently. Like, if all things, if everything or whatever, there's a reason why they were matched. Oh, God, no, they're dead. It's gone. It's, there is no way. You can't come back from whatever this is.
1: (laughs) But you are right in that. It is amazing how much you can learn about a person when you guys have been talking and listening to each other. And Haley's all like, oh, he never initiates. But apparently he was listening when you talked because you guys won this
0: game. And I have to say, I mean, we've been hard on Haley. Like, I still stand by everything I've said about her. But this episode was the first episode where I really saw, like, her putting effort. Like, she she has been putting effort. Again, I can't go by what they edited out, just what they show us. But she has been listening. And she still does, even though she hates Jacob, and yes, I'm using hates, she still shows up for whatever assignment they gave them. And even if she has to drive separate cars, she's still here. I feel like someone like Chris is like, I'm not showing up. But she still shows up. So I think she tried. And then this was not particularly a good episode for Jacob, I think. No, he didn't look good. He's just tapped out, given up. But I don't fault him, because I think we had a listener ask us why, you know, we're so hard on Haley about the gift, because he didn't wear the hat either. But I... I, you know, we feel like Jacob was reacting to what Haley has been feeding him because he did try in the beginning, even if it was three days or whatever, and everything just flipped after that third day. So I don't know. They just, just they were just doomed, I guess.
1: So they retired to their separate rooms on the couple's retreat. It's like, why are you here?
0: <laughs> why are, are you here? <laughs>
1: uh, and then, you know, Haley and Jacob also remind me. I can only think of one example of a couple that was together on Married at First Sight who then became friends afterwards. It is not a common thing. Usually, like, it's so strange because, you know, you're not married for a long time. But the intensity, I think, of the process and the feelings, people don't break up and then stay friends. Yeah. And I don't think these two are either. So the next morning, there's group breakfast. Vincent and Brianna cook the breakfast. She cuts the bacon in two. I was like, how dare you not bring enough bacon for everybody? <laughs> that is my worst nightmare. If I'm cooking for a group of people, I will buy three packs of bacon. Whatever it takes to make sure that we're not doing things like cutting bacon in two. <laughs> did you even notice this tape?
0: <laughs> yes, I did. Um, Vincent actually told her you have to cut it in half.
1: If you brought enough bacon, you wouldn't have had to cut it in half. <laughs> <laughs> so beyond the food at breakfast the because you know in 2021 all the girls are cooking in the kitchen and all the guys are sitting down what is this
0: <laughs> progressive
1: progressive what um so <laughs> the girls are standing around talking and clara says that in talking to her friends they ask her if she's losing herself I was alarmed um, because she was expecting everybody else to repeat similar conversations. And it was like, no, it's just you. And I feel like we've <laughs> talked time and time again about how Clara, like her light seems to be dimming. Yeah, I'm like, I think your friends are seeing what we're seeing.
0: <laughs> You're right. Because it was hilarious. Brie was like, no, I've just been asked once. And Clara was like, Oh, <laughs> I've been asked every day. <laughs> She
1: t- Clara talks about how they're taking time and to get deep. Blah. She's gonna say that a lot during the episode. And then Virginia talks about the same standard marriage, different ideas for marriage that she and Eric are always blabbing about. She mentioned that the last couple of weeks have been hard. He needs physical touch, and she needs him to leave her alone. And she says, "You know, I just have that feeling like I could punch you right now, but I still love you." And then Clara, because she's here on Earth with the rest of us, in an interview, she's like, there are two infatuated people who are very stubborn. Note that she does not say in love. She says infatuated, which is what Tane has been saying for 14 weeks. (laughs) (laughs) We... Everybody goes on an excursion, but Jake and Haley's was very... Sh- look, they sh- only showed a short part of it. Like, they're on a boat and they're going crabbing. They do end up showing Haley and Jake doing an exercise where they have to write, like, a letter or a paragraph speaking positively about each other. And they do a great job.
0: Honestly. They do. It was so nice. I was like, what? From this hatred, this can come out of it? I'm like, you two really
1: kind of do see each other clearly. <laughs> you just hate yeah. each other. Um, yeah, they but I was so it was so nice to watch a Haley and Jacob interaction where they're not sniping at each other, there's no backhanded compliments, just niceness. Yeah. There's some other things, but then for at the end of the weekend, they get up the second day and Jake left early, like before anybody. And they do this fake scene of Haley going to find him. I'm like, why do you care? What? And she why tells do, Erica Virginia <laughs> She, like, wanders into his room and is like, Jake, Jake, where are you? I was like, you knew before you walked in there he was gone. (laughs) She goes and tells Erica Virginia he's gone. And Eric's like, oh, he left even earlier than I did. So we're supposed to be, like, sad or feel some type of way that Jake left early. It's not like they had any activities planned. And these two are doomed. He showed up for the weekend as contractually obligated. I don't see the issue in him leaving early.
0: Well, I don't think it was the leaving early. He didn't tell anyone. But, uh, you know, it's rude, but I don't blame you. Like, Jacob is operating from a place of hurt. Because we did get a confessional where he says, you know, I'm 39 now, going to be 40. And, again, he thinks this is his Hail Mary. But, again, Jake, you're going to find your boo once you're done with this. It's coming. (laughs) So the only thing that took me out was... Jacob is packing up all this stuff and he took his meat, man. Oh, thank you for that. He whacked in meat. the refrigerator and packed his meat. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my
1: God. <laughs> but it's like, what are you gonna do? Leave it? Everybody else is leaving today. You know he needs that meat for dinner that night. So what's he gonna eat when he gets home? Probably That's took a, a carton story. of eggs too. You
0: just didn't see. <laughs> oh well, my man is hurt, hurt, hurt. Like he's just like, is this done yet? Like I'm just he doesn't even seem to like. The rest of the people, not that he hates them, he just couldn't be bothered, yeah. so yeah, it's just because like Haley, at least when the girls came in, she's all excited because again, we've said it. Haley's here for friends at first sight. she's happy with the girls, but Jacob is just like, "Listen, I don't care. I just want to go home to my dogs and my house, so so sad so sad, I feel so sad for him.
1: I feel sad for them,
0: eh. anyway, anyway,
1: just fine. <laughs> Anyway,
0: so we move on to Brianna and Vince. Um, We see them packing up for the trip. And Bri, so she asked Vince if he's excited for the retreat. And he says that he is because they're getting close to decision day. And he's, you know, getting to know her better. Looking forward to getting to know her better. Um, I think, nothing. I think Vince feels insecure about his weight because he mentions it a lot. And, you know, he mentioned that while they were in bed or in the room together and then Bri and vince are in bed talking about you know they had a good day and she tells vince that she's excited about horseback riding and asking if he's excited and his face changes like i think we can tell when vince is about to have a tantrum because it's <laughs> very said visible a Tantrum. Face. like ages weren't And then he goes, no, I'm not. Like, he doesn't trust horses. They are large animals. He's scared of falling off of them. And the horse could go out of control. Brie tells us that she wants them, you know, to travel and be adventurous together. So it's a disappointment that he's not excited. So they continue talking and she apologizes for picking it without talking to him. That because he's never done it, she figured it'd be something new that they'd experience together. Vince is not even taking the apology he's all like why couldn't we have gone fishing because he just <laughs> sit there what is wrong with this? do you think that
1: brianna really picked this or do you think the producers picked this i think she did i think okay. she may
0: have had options but i think she did okay yeah i think she did so it ends in him saying you know all jokes aside he's gonna try but he's not sure how he's gonna react when he sees the horses She tells him to think about the fact that she's going to be there and he says, he's telling her right now, I can't say how comfortable I'm going to be. And the song comes on and the lyrics are like, you have to live a little, you've got to let it go. And I'm like, these shady, shady producers. Just a sidebar, guys. We've talked last week about this unmatchable previews that they keep forcing down our throat. We are going to watch the show and check it out, but I almost want to bet my bottom dollar this is going to be a terrible show. What do you think, Aide?
1: I did sort of watch the first episode, and terrible is too much. But I just feel like Maths has this, like, habit of trying spinoffs, and I don't see anything about this one that's going to make it go from any of the others into the trash can after one season. Okay.
0: Okay. So just like last week where the preview was talking about people partying, they're not ready to get married, this week Dr. Viviana is telling us that 80,000 people applied and so, therefore, they can tell really quickly if someone is unmatchable. The irony, Aid. The irony. <laughs> so, anyways, I go back to them, and Brie tells us that this is something she wanted to do, and she's hoping she can convince Vinny to ride. And I don't want to minimize his fear because it is valid. I have ridden horses, and it is kind of scary. You know, and he did mention, you know, people fall off and get paralyzed, but I still wish he would try. It's like he was being to the extreme, but he's speaking from fear. But um, Vinny decides that he's not going to do it. They try to convince him and he says it's not comfortable, but eventually it was a fake out because he gets on the horse and I was like, yay. And he tells us that he hopes that she appreciates it because he is stuck on this horse and he is scared. <laughs> Um. So they're done riding the horse, and you know they have all this set up for the couples. It's like beach chairs I, on the beach.
1: I thought that slow mo montage with the music and them on the horse was so nice. I'm like Vinny, don't you see? Like this this is a beautiful memory you guys are gonna have, and you have it on video of a slow motion and you on the beach and the horses. It was beautiful.
0: He don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> It didn't stick out to me, but now that you mentioned it, I do, I can see that in the scenery. Like when you're looking back on your memories and you have that, you know, in video. So yeah, who knows? He might change. So anyways, they're going back to the beach where they have a setup for them with champagne and the beach here is just talking by the ocean. And Vince seemed annoyed. I don't know if it was just me. Did you think he was annoyed? Like when they just walked, did you notice anything off about him or no?
1: Um, I I didn't understand like the part they showed us of their conversation after the horse riding was him complaining about horse riding.
0: Yeah. So just before he starts complaining, when he sat down, his face he had that Vinnie tantrum face. But I didn't know <laughs> if I was just because I was like, I see I what you mean. Yeah. Happy. yeah. Yeah, I thought he would be happy, like you know, I did it, did I it? survived, I'm good. But uh, no. I don't know. I guess he was still annoyed. But he tells Bree, um, she asked how he, how it was, and he's like, oh, it was okay. And then Brie asked if he'd do it again, and would he do things that make him a little uncomfortable? Um, Vince is like, you know, I like to be prepared. I would like to have input, and he didn't know anything about this. And I'm just thinking, he did not listen to Dr. Viviana. She told him that you cannot plan everything. You can't be so focused on trying to impress her, and everything's going to be perfect because things happen.
1: But Brie The other conceit. part that I didn't quite get is like it's not like she brought him to the horses and was like get on. She told you last yeah. night going on horses. I, that to me is kind of the opposite of a surprise. <laughs> you had like lots
0: of warning. <laughs> because this is where this traditional side of him comes in. Because when he threw in that line like you know it would be nice for us to talk about stuff. It's that traditional stuff of like I just want to be in the know. Like don't make decisions for us that i'm not involved in so that's why it didn't even make any sense and like what you said he wasn't told to just get on the horse but this fixation of not looking silly i don't i don't know where it stems from but it's getting in the way of having fun i do not understand
1: why you would do something so like i get it you were scared to do it but then you did it and then afterwards you want to come back and complain about it which kind of ruins the experience like half the yeah. fun of doing something a is the pre-preparation looking forward to it and then the other half is talking about it after it's done about the good the bad like laughing about it instead he just wants to just bitch about it
0: yeah and that's the part that made me uneasy because Bree says you know i'm still learning about you but now i know not to surprise you it's almost like she was apologetic and i'm like You really have nothing to be apologetic about. And then Vince doesn't even say, no, it's okay. He's like, yeah, it's nice to talk about things. So that's why I'm like, he's fixated on the fact that she did something without telling him. And I'm like, what does that indicate? What does that signify? You know?
1: Is it about, did you tell me? Or is it once again, just about how does Vince look? (laughs) On things that no no one besides Vince
0: cares about. (laughs) Yeah, and this is true. And we don't even know if, it's about how he looks, but he's trying to flip it to make it seem like you know we need to talk about stuff. Nobody knows, but I do feel. I think I said this last week. Vince has this traditional side of him that I'm just side eyeing. Like, mm, I hope it doesn't come out in the wrong way. So who knows? I don't know. Only Vinny knows. But he keeps going, and then he asks her, "Would you ever swim with the sharks?" And she's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Uh, yeah. I'm not doing that shit. I'm good. Don't sign me up for that." And That's where it is, and then Brie tells us that he's stuck in his ways, and she cannot do this for the rest of her life. I did say lies, because, you know, (laughs) this is that thing where Clara asked, do you think that you are losing yourself? But I don't think you realize that, I I, I also don't know the line between losing yourself and compromise, but I feel like Brie will be okay with it. She'll just adjust, but hey, who knows? But Vin says, don't sign me up for bungee jumping either. So the list keeps growing.
1: I'm just like, there's um, a big space between swimming with sharks, bungee jumping, and horseback riding. <laughs> what if she wants you to touch some manatees at an aquarium? Is that, like,
0: too much? Like, who knows? I mean, to be fair, at some point during the episode, he did mention how he seems outgoing, but he's an introvert. And then now, with asking if they could go fishing and he likes cycling, and then also saying they should stay, do Netflix and chill at home, maybe it's just too much for him. Just any activity is too much. That's just,
1: see, that's just slander to introverts.
0: <laughs> I mean, because he had an issue with salsa dancing. I mean, I don't know what else Vince likes. D- don't bring introversion into Vince and his nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> So we round up um, their segment because, you know, we'll talk about the other episodes. But Brie wakes Vince up early because, and asks him how he enjoyed the trip. I think we we realized that she did wake him up early because he made like a snide comment about like, I mean, I'm awake now. So Brie <laughs> says um, the trip was new. I mean, nobody's listening to the experts at this point. Because <laughs> he clearly said, if you see that I'm tired, just let a brother rest. And she's like, nah. So Bree says the trip was needed And you know it was nice to be able to get Away and then once again And this is why I mentioned this in the beginning Because I feel like he mentioned it throughout the episode He says now they have to go home They have to go to the gym and lose Weight and then he snuck in And move her in and Bree tells us like It's interesting that he just assumes That she's moving in with him but He's not going to run over her because They are on the same level we are going to talk more later about the whole living situation, but I just thought that line was hilarious. It's like, you're not going to run me over because we're on the same level. but Meanwhile, <laughs> was a- I try <laughs> to
1: run you over often.
0: <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so that was it with uh Bree and Vince. I don't know if you had anything else. No. So on to Clara and Ryan.
1: They do not come the first night because Clara is working. But they get up so early at 6.15 a.m. to make the five-hour drive down to Hilton Head. Um, Haley FaceTime Clara so Clara can see the house. And she says the house is awesome. Clara says that Ryan seems dedicated to their marriage, but she's not sure if he's falling in love. Ryan calls this Family Vacation 2.0. <laughs> and they make sure to flash us back to Family Vacation 1.0. <laughs> because they have to milk Chris for all he's worth on this show. So when they get there, everybody has breakfast. And Claire and Ryan, for their activity, they go paddle boarding. They seem like they have a good time. Um, Wait. What?
0: I've got to tell you that nothing about their paddle boarding was relaxing to me. I was <laughs> so stressed out. like Just because stand up paddle boarding looks like you're about to fall
1: anytime, just like Christina did last year. <laughs> But neither one of them <laughs> fell. But the whole time you're just looking at them like, are you about to fall? Are you going to fall?
0: Exactly. I was like, can we just end it? But it was all good. They gave me a kiss at the end. So, you know, that was good.
1: Apparently, Clara's not a great swimmer because she talks about how she... The only reason she's good with this is because there's floaties and there's people around. So <laughs> if there's a man overboard situation, she should be all right.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh. So Clara and a... Um, Ryan thought he was athletic until... <laughs> Until he did stand up paddleboarding, boarding. He's like, uh. That's because coordination activities are different from strength activities, Ryan. And CrossFit is mostly strength and endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, Clara, in a, in an overhead, she's like, love is deep. You have to choose. And going into decision day, she wants to hear, I am in love with you. Uh, so they sit down after to, like, have a meal. And Clara says that she thought from the beginning that they could definitely be friends. Because they got along so well. But she didn't know if they could move past the friendship point. And then there's kind of no... Like, their conversation afterwards doesn't have any, any real gems. Yeah. Um, they go back and they take a nap. And then they do the love letter. And Clara makes a joke that she writes love letters to him every day. Like, can you shave <laughs> in the other bathroom? That's her love language.
0: <laughs>
1: and she says that being vulnerable is not Ryan's natural state. So she doesn't know what to expect. It's a joke about being undefeated in rock paper scissors when they're trying to decide who will read the letter first it, it was funny like I feel like if I was there I would have laughed but watching on TV I was like I don't, I don't get it um it's not funny and then he loses that rock paper scissors he's like oh it's the first time <laughs> so at first he starts to read his letter to Clara and it was like at first I was like this is a thank you letter it's like thank you for being this and thank you for being that I'm like Ryan this is supposed to be a love letter and then we
0: get to the end and he says, Love Ryan.
1: And I was like, I guess this is a love letter.
0: And he said, Thank you for loving me for it at some point. And I was like, Oh, oh, is that a <laughs> L word? <laughs> I don't Her? know. But he also wrote nice vows, if we remember. Oh, I didn't remember. So, where he said, you know, he was writing a letter like he knew who she was, even though he didn't know, it just kind of filled in the blank. So it was nice. Oh, I think he said you didn't like it. But I couldn't decide if it was creepy or lovely. I that was a long 14 weeks ago. I
1: don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> After yeah. Ryan's letter's over, Clara starts crying. And then through her tears, she reads her letter. And it's a nice letter. <laughs> um, and then they talk about decision day. And both Clara says she's not nervous about it. I'm like, oh, you're not nervous because you guys are good and you both expect to say yes. In an interview, Ryan says he feels pressure to say I love you, and he hopes Claire's not upset, but he's not ready to say it. Oh, and then they say that Family Vacation 2.0 was very successful. And, like, the last time we see them, Claire is wearing a Black Lives Matter shirt, which I was excited about because I have that same shirt, in a different color. (laughs)
0: That's nice. I think they had a good episode. I think the only thing for me was after she read her letter... And she was just like in tears and being emotional. I don't know if it was the editing. Ryan was just staring at her. Oh, he put his hand on her to comfort her. They edited that in too. It was sweet. (laughs) Eventually, at the end, but but there was a while where they were doing that staring contest thing. And I'm like, is this editing or is this? Because that's weird. But yeah, I think they had a good episode
1: overall. I don't get it in some ways. But I feel very secure they're going to say yes on Decision Day. At yeah. this point, I look forward to seeing them at the reunion. I think it'll be a different Claire and Ryan. I think this will be like Karen and Miles where you're just like, "Who are you?
0: I'm looking forward to seeing them a cup of camp. And then we'll <laughs> never see them again. Like, <laughs> like a million minutes. But yeah. Okay. And we move on to our last couple, Virginia and Eric. So they already start bickering right from driving down to the Hilton head. They're driving down anticipating what the trip would be like. Eric is always always worried about other couples because I think deep down he thinks it's a competition. And Virginia says she thinks they're going to kill each other. Virginia, Virginia tells us it's been hard because they go back and forth on good days, bad days, and she's worried about a breaking point. You can tell that Eric doesn't like this And he tells her they're not fighting And if they do It won't be because of him I can tell you that, <laughs> right, that now. right now yeah. I just want to allow it On my end because of the- <laughs> Eric Eric Eric. <laughs> it's, it's just I don't know But you just simply says okay But Eric, that is not enough for Eric. Eric continues. He's like, you're the one that's going to get annoyed with me. Virginia tells him, well, I mean, already you already got mad at me five times today already. Eric says, nope. And he honestly doesn't like it when she says that. Virginia's like, well, I'm just telling you how I feel. Like, they don't know how to quit. Everyone just keeps going, going. I have to have the last word. And then Eric just goes, I call it Jekyll, Eric. Like, he just flips. Not flips, like gets mad. But he just shuts down. And then he tells her, I don't like when you say shit and you get on me in front of the cameras. Virginia's like, no, I didn't. Erica's like, yes, you did. And you do it a lot. And I don't do it to you. And then there's silence. And (laughs) he's like, good talk. Virginia's just like, oh, my God, you're annoying. This is in the car, people. They have not made it to Hilton Head. (laughs) So they arrive. And Virginia says she's happy to be around other couples. Um, when they get in, Virginia and Clara step aside and it's like closed door. Virginia tells her that Eric slept in their bed last night, as Aide mentioned earlier. Um Ryan and Clara came a day later. So I'm guessing um Eric slept in their room. But then she said he slept in the bed last night fully clothed. I, I don't know why she added that part. Do you think it what does that mean? on the
1: sheets were dirty.
0: <laughs> I don't <laughs> he didn't sleep with the dude in their <laughs> I- bed, so the sheets are so clean. So then she goes, Clara asks, are you guys good? And she says, yeah, we are. It was a halfway drunk argument about we don't know because she never tells us what it is, but we're good. And add that to the list of people who are not listening to the experts because Dr. Pepper did say most of your arguments are fueled by alcohol, so maybe you should try. But I think Virginia shut that down, so that wasn't put into practice. So... Eric and Virginia are on their way to their picnic, and she tells us that she's been worried about decision day. Eric, as always, is humming it up for the cameras and in coach mode that he never went into D-Day looking at it like the end, and it's more of a turning point and an important day. And then Virginia stops him and interjects and is like, do you think of it as an important day or is it just another day? This was a moment where I started thinking like, I do think that Virginia just likes poking Eric's buttons. Do you get that impression as well? Because certain things she says, like she says a lot this episode, I love him, but I don't necessarily like him. And she says it to him.
1: (laughs) I actually thought the thing about D-Day decision day was more like, well, I know I'm going to say yes and you're going to say yes. Like, it was almost like she was checking his confidence because she's confident. Yeah i feel like that's if the answer true. no you don't talk about it right you don't mention it but the fact that she was like well i'm you know do you just think of it as another day because if we're just going to continue our relationship then decision day is just another day it's just another yeah. day you know what i mean
0: yeah i mean that's true but we have spoken about how eric just really acts like he just he's just insecure when he comes to virginia he doesn't know where she stands but even aside from this, there are just certain things like Eric is easily triggered. And it's like she knows those words and she just insists on saying them. I don't care. I'm just going to keep saying it. <laughs> so we get the tense music and she says she knows how it's going to go. So it doesn't seem that important. She asks Eric, if today was decision day, what would you be expressing? And he's like, I think you know. And Virginia says, sometimes I think I know and sometimes I don't. Eric is like, well, I feel the same way with you. Eric says he knows that they have their issues and it's hard and they've only known each other a month, but it's a lot to deal with. And then Virginia, this is part of why I think like sometimes she says these things. She's like, I'd be lying if I said I didn't have running feelings. And I'm like, oh my God, this is not very reassuring for someone like Eric. But at the same time, she wants to keep fighting for it. This is not enough for Eric. Like He gets triggered very easily and he says... I don't want you to do stuff because we're married. But why else would she do stuff? I don't.
1: I kind of understood what he was saying there.
0: I do, but he's saying,
1: can't... which I think is a valid point. Let's say we weren't married and we were just like in a serious relationship. Yeah. Are you going to do these things because of how you feel about me or because we have a piece of paper and rings between us? Completely I think it's a... agree. Yeah. I'm on the, I was shocked at how much I was on Eric's side this
0: episode you know we've never disagreed that Eric has points and I do get what it is and he's speaking from a place of he Virginia doesn't make him feel secure that's the that's why he reacts this way but I think the thing about two of them is that they always keep nitpicking like she said it once like you know I, they, I guess they not willfully misunderstand each other Like this whole D-Day thing. Yeah. Like she said D-Day and he's like,
1: D-Day? It's not D-Day. That was a very important day in our country's history. I'm like, I'm sure. I mean, I'm not sure considering the state of this country, but I'm like, Virginia went to school and I think she, like high school where they teach American history. And she went to college where I think they also teach American history. I'm sure she knows about the storming of the beaches of Normandy, Eric. You don't need to tell her.
0: Like. (laughs) Exactly. Why? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Like, she tries to just keep things light, and they just keep, they don't let things go. Like, even if you have a point, like, oh, it doesn't mean this. Like, just, eh, I'll just let this go. I I, I know what you meant, but it's not quite. But they have to actually vocalize it and say it, and then everything becomes a bicker, so to speak. So, yeah, I know he wants her to do stuff because she wants to. Because he said, I want you to call me because you want to, not because we're married. I want you to choose me. I want you to be your number one, but just let it go. If not, you just gonna go in circles so the camera pans to her playing with her feet in the sand and i noticed that they do that a lot when she's nervous or playing with her fingers or anything the camera pans and like focuses for us to notice that he continues that he doesn't feel confident that they're that they're good no matter what virginia asks him is there something i'm doing to make you feel that way because i've told you over and over um i have to say that this was not a self-aware thing that she said i don't think she necessarily makes him feel secure I don't know. But she thinks that she does so. He says he doesn't feel that way and it's more figuring her out and he doesn't feel confident she'll stay because she acts like she doesn't care at all and it hurts. He needs to feel that they're okay and the whole fight makeup thing doesn't is not going to work out in the long run. So... The, they go back to the house, and the girls gather together to talk about their different indiv- individual dates. Haley tells them that they had an argument, and he, because Jacob wasn't happy with her tone at dinner. That's the one where Virginia said, don't mimic, <laughs> because there were two-year-olds in that place. Bree tells us that their bickering, bickering means that they actually do care for each other. And Haley tells them that the love letter helped, and he had nice things to say. Virginia tells them about their picnic, and Brie tells her that they have strong point of views and they should just try to understand each other's views. Virginia says if they can make it through these two months, they can make it through anything. The problem is they haven't made it through the two months. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm mean, not quite like sure.
1: Being in marriage is not making it through. I mean, you can make it through 50 <laughs> years, you can make it through 10 years. That just means you were together. That's all it means. <laughs>
0: So uh, Brie tells them about the horse riding, but she tells them like, you know, Vinny broke out of his shell and I was so glad she did it. And I don't know if it was just me. She didn't lie, but the way she said it, it didn't come out with, it didn't jive with what I watched. Am I tripping or not?
1: <laughs> You're saying that she didn't take this opportunity to talk crap about Vinny when she kind of could have? <laughs> well. Because she actually wants girl? a functioning marriage. <laughs>
0: Okay, that's an angle, and I get it. It was just like she said it, and I was like, wait, wasn't he mad? Wasn't there a lot of coaxing? It didn't take a while for him to get out, and then he was still mad. But she just made it seem like he broke out of his shell, and all of them were like, aw. I was so happy for you. And I was like, okay, I mean, that's how it goes. So Clara, the same thing happens with Clara, because she tells them about the love letters and how she got emotional, that, you know, after bad relationships, when... You know, you're with someone that's actually good to you. You need to be told that you're wanted. And that is understandable. And she wants that next level um, relationship. She says that the letter that he read, um, that it healed a lot of hurt for her. What did I miss, Aid? I mean, I know the letter was nice, but the, the way she said it meant, like, it's almost like he said, I love you. The he way He said, love Brian. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but again i feel like it was a little misrepresented but whatever makes anyone happy because i do notice that clara does have a little bit of eric in her where she tries to fluff up their relationship in front of the others so yeah but brie asked ask clara if she's in love and she gives this long answer to say something about they're on track Virginia once again chimes in that she doesn't think Clara is ready for D-Day, but I'm glad that she did add, I'm not either, so (laughs) I'm not one to talk. So the group um, gets together for dinner, and I have to say that this was the most that I've seen the group gel. I mean, we've talked in the past about the dynamic being weird and weren't sure if it was because of Chris, but I don't know. I don't think it's because of Chris, but this was the most where they seemed to kind of get along and actually, you know, like each other. So they're cooking the crabs that Haley and Jacob caught. And it was just actually funny just watching Vince and Haley trying to put the crab in the pot. And I was like screaming when <laughs> Haley's crab refused to go in. Oh, my God. I was screaming. I was like, oh, God, this is awful. <laughs> so they sit down to dinner. And Clara tells that they've come a long way since Vegas. And Ryan asks the group eight they have talked about post-decision day. Vin says he's moving back to his apartment, that he loves his apartment, and it is walking distance to everything. This is as Brianna is giving him dead stares, and we find out that she lives down the street from him. I didn't know that. I must have missed that, but um, she doesn't know how she feels about moving into a one-bedroom. Vin says that his lease is done in April, which is now... So I wonder what is going on right now. And Bree says the relationship is about compromise, but it's a lot of change in a short period of time. And she has concerns. Ryan and Clara are talking about their moving. We already know that she's moving stuff into his house. And they tell us that they're doing top fives, like a draft style kind of deal for artwork. Um, and they each get one hard pass. Ryan has... Chosen his hard pass to be a neon sign that says "Let's make poor p o u r decisions, like over a bar and stuff." Haley's like, "Oh my god, I love it! You can ship it to my house." And then the camera turns to Jake, yeah. <laughs> as if he hadn't been through enough. <laughs> I think he just registered. He was just like, "Fuck this!" That's why he left. <laughs> I'm done she's not even trying to hide it <laughs> poor guy but yeah so that happened and I don't know if this is funny but they talk about um, Clara's one pass which is like a painting of little kids in superhero costumes until Jake put perspective on it and said well I mean that is kind of strange looking at little kids in superhero <laughs> costumes in your bedroom there was a half minute of silence <laughs> and yeah so that was that And then we go to Virginia and Eric and Virginia says her lease is up in January and she is not moving into the condo immediately. She is going to move back home with her family and it makes no sense for her to be at his condo since he'll be gone for work. Meanwhile, I'm thinking that would be great. I would be by myself. I would have a place to myself and, you know, get to get used to the apartment. Haley asks how they think living apart is going to go. Eric is like, I don't like it. Everyone I've talked to doesn't like it. It's a regression. he asks asked if they will actively look for a place together, and then they start bickering. <laughs> Virginia's like, well, if you were saying that it's going to take you a while to rent out your place or sell your place, well, then start. You just know Eric doesn't want to sell. This is just the long and short of it all. He doesn't want to sell. I think he's really proud of it. It's his first purchase. And honestly, I think that's understandable. You uh, know?
1: I, when you own, it's like... <laughs> This is the other thing. Eric is not dumb. This relationship is not built on solid ground. Why would I want to sell? Even renting out, that means like up to a year of not having access to your house, even if you guys don't work out. Of course, why he's not making any moves. But the other half of it is when you're not making those moves, then you don't seem committed. So I really feel like Eric's stuck between a rock and a hard place with this condo business. They really
0: are. So Eric tells us that their living situation has been one that they've had from the beginning but he's not one to give ultimatums Ah! he is just not that kind of person Ah! and the fact that Virginia did that (laughs) is very concerning my god (laughs) my god
1: (laughs) you you know what I will give Eric not give him but I can understand (laughs) why in Eric's mind he's like I don't give ultimatums because if you'll notice he never there's been no follow up on any of Eric's ultimatums he would be like if you don't do this I'm done. And then she kind of doesn't do it, and he's still there. So in his mind, he's like, well, I haven't given any ultimates. (laughs) Oh, but you have.
0: Oh, God. I mean, at least he has the luxury of watching himself on TV. You can, you know, find out the habits that you don't think you have on there. But, you know, Eric is a walking qualifier. Everything is like, I don't like it. Everyone I've talked to doesn't like it. You know this. I've told you this. You know that. So, you know. Vince asks, "Okay, um, what happens if you don't find a place by the end of her lease?" Which is a great <laughs> Virginia's like great question and does not provide an answer. And she tells them that moving into the condo is a lot for her, mainly because of the animals. Clara's like, "Okay, what exactly is wrong with the condo?" <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Virginia insists on the animals. Her cats don't move well. There's stairs, and you know she comes with a lot of animals, and you know that's a lot for anyone. Clara is so wise, and she says, "If Eric, if she concedes and moves in, what will you do in return?" I think he's going on. A, I would do anything. And Jacob suggests icing. I I rewind this because I wasn't sure he said icing, but he said icing a room for the cats to chill. I don't know if it was trying to be funny or if this is an actual thing that you do for cats, but... A cat room, suggested, yes. Huh?
1: Yeah, a cat room.
0: No, I know. He said icing for them to chill, so I just thought it was Jacob and his sense of humor.
1: Okay. <laughs> I didn't hear icing. I just thought he said, can we have a cat room? But anyway, continue. Yes.
0: No, you know what I watch with the captions because half the time I'm just trying to make sure, and then I rewound it again, and I saw icing a room for the cats to chill, so... <laughs> I was like, okay, maybe this is a Jacob joke. Haley already told us that nobody gets it, so nobody laughed. So Eric blubbers about, you know, he would do anything, whatever she wants, but Clara holds his feet to the fire and is like, okay, what would you do? Do you have anything tangible that you are going to do? (laughs) I was like, yes, girl. (laughs) So Eric bursts out that Virginia cannot meet him in the middle and it has to be her way or no way. An ever insightful Clara channeling her in money, Mani is telling us that, you know, looking so, oh, oh, in this um, diary room when she's telling us, I just want to add that she looks so pretty. I know I've mentioned that um, diary room or confessional where her makeup doesn't match and all that. But in this particular one, she has a pink sweater. Her hair is just having a good day and she looks really pretty. But she tells us that the women have been single for a long time. So it is hard to make the transition from being single to married. In other words, she's just trying to tell us that her girls are just being stubborn and they're <laughs> not trying to compromise at all.
1: But what so Jane said? Can they have a cat room? Yeah. Virginia was all like, "Oh no, they can't be in a room." So yeah, it didn't feel like Eric was saying they can't have a cat room.
0: Virginia's the one who rejected the cat room, which would have been the compromise. This is true. This is true, because Eric said, I have a basement, and we could do that. And she's like, I'm not going to lock them. I think she is hiding behind her animal. She just doesn't want to move into the condo. That's just that. She, she also said she thought she'd be in her apartment
1: for five years, which
0: I was like, you did? Oh, I'm coming back. <laughs> she's... <laughs> if she planned to be there for five years, does that mean... Like, we suspect she's just not ready for marriage? Like, she just planned to be there with her animals for five years? Like, what was her plan?
1: <laughs> I I mean, the idea that I, I was a renter for a long time. <laughs> I never rented anywhere and thought, hmm, I'm going to be here for five years because the nature of renting is... After two, three years, sometimes four, usually you end up moving. The rates go up. You want something different. I was actually shocked at someone... I know people rent long-term for a long time, but I don't... For a 20-something-year-old to say that about a a one-bedroom apartment, I was very confused. (laughs) Uh,
0: The the other thing is, what goes through these people's minds when (laughs) you sign up and apply for Married at First Sight? Because I think... We've been getting a pattern where people sign up for this show and say they're ready to get married, but expect nothing about their life to change. And I don't know how that works. Uh,
1: For Virginia, I don't know how that works, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So Eric is not one to let anything go. He's like, well, if you have no plans to move, is that what you want? And they just start having a mini argument Like everyone is still there but they're kind (laughs) of Not whispering but they're talking about it To each other and you know Eric is like I was ready to give you anything And Virginia is like "Mm, I don't feel so Because when I do ask you say no She tells us part of the problem is They're both passionate and emotional And they're trying to keep emotions In check I hard disagree but you know whatever. I don't know what she was talking about We're both passionate and emotional You're incompatible (laughs) This is not about emotional. You are (laughs) incompatible. They are. They're really stubborn though. Jeez. So after dinner, we get told that it's two hours later and they're in bed. And Virginia asks Eric not to get mad at her because of her cats because he doesn't even know them yet. And (laughs) she tells him that how her cats sleep in her crevices and Eric is like, we're gonna have to put a stop to that and find some kind of middle ground. And Virginia just is like, how can I tell my cats what to do? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't know where
1: to go from I'm here like, are the cats beating asked- themselves? Are they paying rent? Are they grown
0: adults? Like- yeah. <laughs> and then he asked her, like, do you just want me to suffer every night? Great choice of words, suffer. Every night, and she goes, "Don't say that." Like, I mean, you you want me to lock them out because yes! I mean, they sleep, with me. and I'm just Virginia right now in this moment, in this whole experiment. They have not been with you, and they have slept just fine. So, what exactly <laughs> is your ground? I, this is crazy, and I'm and I felt Eric's frustration because, again, yeah, I get it. Like, you're pets are like your children and they're close to you but your husband is basically fighting to be considered not even like put in a place to be considered because we're not even considering the allergies He's, she's like just take an allergy pill and you'll be fine and I'm like oh Virginia you are not ready boo so I he felt asked her, so yeah.
1: bad for Eric in this conversation <laughs> it wasn't just what she was saying she was talking like a five year old
0: like,
1: yeah, it was funny because I was thinking like Rihanna gets a lot of shit for talking in her baby voice but Virginia is immature and this was a really immature conversation where she's just like smiling at there, and it's like this man is trying to have a serious conversation with you about your future of where you're going to sleep as a married couple like he's not being crazy
0: why are you talking like a child while they sleep well, I I <laughs>
1: get the fuck out of here but I
0: also considered that she might have been intoxicated probably Wow, this is just I hope when they watch it back, like their arguments are not. I don't know. Like every night and then I love when Eric
1: just stopped talking. (laughs) He's like, I'm not (laughs) gonna be able to reason with this fool this evening. So I'm done. I had mad respect for him for this. He's like,
0: I'm gonna say on this (laughs) topic. Where else is there to go? Like, where else could he have gone with this conversation? It was so ridiculous. They just kept going in circles and she was not budging. And then the smiling and all that, I was just like, wow. So Eric just simply tells her, I want to make you happy. You know that. And I just want us to be on the same team. That's how he ends for them. But I also think part of Eric's frustration is that he sees how passionate she is about things. Things being her animals, her friends, and he just wants her to be half as passionate for him.
1: Yeah, and she's not. And she's not going to because they're incompatible. There's (laughs) someone out there I think that Virginia can be that excited for. And unfortunately, it's just not Eric.
0: Yeah. Actually, I think in general for right now, I just don't think she's in the stage of her life where she's ready to share her life with someone. Let's put it that way. She just seems so set and comfortable in the things that she's built around her that make her life comfortable, her friends, her drinking, her animals, and she's just not ready to compromise. So I don't know, again, what these experts saw that made them think she was ready.
1: It's not so much a defense, but I actually think for a person who she liked more, she'd be willing to do more.
0: Yeah but she has to be in that head Well yeah that's true maybe I don't know I'm trying to think I I completely agree But I'm also trying to think that for you to even get To that place where you like someone you have to be in a Certain headspace so does that Mean you don't think she actually Loves like well she doesn't like Eric She told us that many times I don't know why I'm asking I already said they don't Love each other so yeah I have no I really there.
1: struggle To understand what Eric offers to her life that she feels like was missing before?
0: That's a very good question. But I feel like, replace Eric with anyone, why does she think she's ready to settle down? Because it it goes back to, I don't think she's in that headspace, to be in a relationship right now. Her, her, Her dogs, like Rocky, her cat, they provide her some kind of comfort. She just got a semblance, you know, from when she said that, you know, she went through a rough time and the anxiety and they made her feel better. And I think it's kind of like, not, oh God, I can't say alcoholic. I'm not calling her an alcoholic, but when you're in recovery, they tell you don't get into, you know, what is it? Long-term relationships or anything because, you know, you never know how it might affect you. So if she's just easing back into a semblance of a life where she's comfortable with, why rock the boat with all the things that a relationship comes with? Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: I, I guess I... I think Virginia would be more accommodating to someone who she felt was worth it. Yeah. And I think that's just true of everybody. I don't, I, you know, but I also feel like this poor man would, like, need to be comfortable with cats in the bed, would need to be comfortable with three animals, four animals, however many animals she has. Like, would need to be comfortable moving into her place, not moving into their place. Like, I think anybody's house would have been a problem for her. <laughs> It's just that some people fit seamlessly into each other's lives. And she, Eric, is too far along (laughs) in life almost to fit into hers.
0: Yeah. So I don't know if we're saying the same thing or if we're not. Because I hear you where you're saying, like, for the right person, she will adjust. And I think I'm saying that I don't know if she can even recognize the right person because she's not at that headspace that will let her be accommodating. So even if she met the right person, she was still sabotaged in some way because her mind, her mindset is not ready. We'll never know because she was matched with Eric. It gets
1: really <laughs> difficult. I'm not joking. I mean, it's really difficult to see what is specific to Eric and what is specific to Virginia Does, because they're in a relationship together.
0: So yeah. This is true, and I have the same thought for Haley, because I keep thinking, is Haley fundamentally bitchy, or is it Jacob that brings this out of her? Because when you add that she's competitive, and when you add certain behaviors that she's shown, it's like who is Haley independent of Jake? So you make it, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you in that we'll never know, because she was matched with Jacob, so we don't know. So we might see her with someone else, and she's different, or are there some fundamental things about her that or just Haley.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, I still think to... Eric and Virginia are going to say yes on decision day.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I think so. I mean, just, yeah. I think they're going to continue this toxic thing. And it's one of two things. Either they grow up and realize, like, we can't keep doing this or they're not going to last. And my money is on, I don't think they're going to last. They're going to divorce not long after. Agreed. Okay, Aid. who has your bouquet for the week? My bouquet for the week
1: goes to Clara and Ryan. It's like, I can't see it, but I feel like something really good is happening there. And I know that's a really crazy reason to give them a bouquet. But like (laughs) the love letter exercise, it made me feel like what you guys wrote in those love letters is like different from what kind of I've seen so there must be yeah. something there, but I don't think we're seeing it. So there's my bouquet. Yes. Um, who has your bouquet?
0: My bouquet goes to Clara. Um, for the reasons you just mentioned. Um, there was something she said at the beginning where she says Ryan is dedicated to our marriage, but I'm not sure where he is at falling in love. I've said it over and over again. Forget about this love word. Ryan is dedicated. Ryan is ticking all the boxes, and also for her insightfulness, she recognizes that her girls are tripping and. You know, that was cool to see. You just gave me Amani vibes. So who <laughs> has your burnt ashes?
1: My burnt ashes go to Haley and Jacob. It doesn't <laughs> matter if it's married at first sight, regular life, dinner with people you never met before. No one wants to watch people in a relationship argue. You're ruining everybody else's evening. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't yeah. do that. <laughs> like, just get a hold of yourself.
1: I actually don't mind a lot of other things that in the weekend, like, I don't think there was anything wrong with Jake leaving, I didn't think, but that dinner, forcing everybody else to sit through Mm -hmm. your issues, mm -mm -mm. that's what you get burnt ashes for, (laughs) (laughs) who, who are your burnt ashes?
0: My burnt ashes goes to Virginia, I just, I was pulling hair this episode, like, girl, what are you doing, like, just try a little, or just define where you stand, and just make a stance. But I feel like at, in, on some level, she's kind of leading him on. Because it's very clear that he's into her. So, you know, yeah, she gets my burnt ashes.
1: All righty. So, guys, we love it when you leave us reviews and ratings um, wherever you listen to us. So, we're going to read a review this week from Lisa May 50 Favorite reality recap podcast. I have watched every episode of Max, but no one in my life watches it. The best part about reality TV is being able to dissect the episodes later with friends. I found this podcast by searching Maths in Apple Podcasts, and I'm glad I did. I feel like I'm part of the conversation and like all of my Maths feelings are being validated. Keep it up. <laughs> also, I might now need to watch Maths Australia. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we also got a review from Teacher567. I Love this podcast. My husband and I are huge Mavs fans and have been watching it since the first season. It's great to finally have a podcast out there that covers the show. These ladies are funny and insightful, and I look forward to listening each week. If you like MAPS, then this is a podcast for you. Thank you.
1: I love how both of our reviewers this week have been watching since season one. True believers, true fans. All right, that's it for this week. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UltraCall M A F S. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys.
0: We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any episodes. And you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, and we will see you next week. Bye.